Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. This is going to be episode number 434. We're going to break down the Arizona bighorn sheep, both the desert and the Rocky Mountain bighorns with my friend Brian Rimza. Brian has already uh, harvested his desert sheep in Arizona as well as his Rocky Mountain bighorn, but we're going to dive through all of the units. Uh, We're going to go through all of the harvest statistics, the draw odds, uh, and talk about each unit. I want to thank the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank Go Hunt Insider. Uh, they did a phenomenal job on the strategies uh, article, uh, and a bunch of this information on this podcast comes from that Go Hunt strategy article. I want to thank them for their sponsorship, and I want to encourage you guys to sign up. If you're not a Go Hunt Insider member, use the J. Scott promo code when you sign up, and you're going to automatically get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card. It is the best Western hunting resource out there on the market today. I want to thank them for creating such a great product. Also, Kuyu.com, K-U-I-U. I want to thank Jason Harrison and his crew over there at Kuyu Ultralight Hunting for their sponsorship of this podcast. Also, Phonescope.com. Use the JScott16 promo code and you're going to get a 10% discount. And the Outdoorsman's, the Optics Authority, 1-800-291-8065, Outdoorsman's.com. If you use the JScott promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount. Guys, I really appreciate all your support that you guys give to this podcast. It's uh, very humbling to me to get the amount of uh uh, followers and listeners that um, you know send me emails and what have you, uh, letting me know that you're listening to the podcast, and I just appreciate each and every one of you. If you'd like to send me a message, you can do so at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. You can also follow along on my Instagram. That's at jscottoutdoors. Let's get right into the details here, guys. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today, we are going to break down the Arizona Desert Bighorn and Rocky Mountain Bighorn Sheep uh, applications. The draw, I believe, uh, is June 12th. Uh, I've got Brian Rimza on the line. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jay. How are you? Good. Um, I know you're a numbers guy. Uh, We did a breakdown last year, I believe, and it was well-received, and we've got Numbers out the wazoo. You've been cracking numbers, um, building charts. You and Dar have been building Excel spreadsheets and um, going crazy here with numbers. And um, I've been crunching some numbers myself. So it's going to be kind of fun to dive into um, the different sheep units, try and break them down, and uh, give guys a good feel for um, what's going on this year. Um, Brian, at any point, uh, feel free to correct me if if uh, I get off. Uh, you know. Off you know, say something statistically that, that you don't find correct. But uh, from what I understand, there's 111 total sheep tags. There's ni- 95 desert bighorn tags and 16 rocky tags um, in, available in the state of Arizona. Before we went on this podcast, you had brought up a very interesting thing that since the number of tags went up by, I believe, uh, it went, went up from, from last what, year, about 105 to 111. So 104 tags. to 111, I believe. Okay, so you brought up a point that there's going to be two more tags in the max pool, correct? Yes. So Which is big, that's mean, big news. I mean, a two-tag increase yeah. is big news for those guys with max points. And I mean, it's good overall to see that we're, the state in general is able to issue, you know, seven more tags than we did last year, which is uh, definitely a positive uh, spin on 
the way that they're managing the sheep and the way our sheep are doing. Yeah, I mean, our, our game of fish does such a great job. I mean, there's obviously things that, uh, that, that, that they do that, you know, I don't, you don't, lots of other sportsmen sometimes don't agree with, but, you know, they're doing a pretty darn good job. And our desert bighorn, uh, you know, it's definitely a success story, all the different transplants and relocations and stuff that we've been able to do. Uh, the Game and Fish, the Arizona Desert Bighorn Sheep Society, my hat's off to them. And, uh, yeah, anytime we can get a little bit more opportunity uh, without sacrificing quality, um, that's where I'm at. Um, there's a lot of people that would rather see a lot more opportunity, and, and they don't mind the sacrifice in quality. But I think the Game and Fish does a pretty darn good job of being able to maintain quality experiences and quality animals in the state and, and give as much opportunity as we can um, I've kind of been on the bandwagon for years about, you know, let's lower the tag, lower the tags, make it as high quality a sheep as we can. And then I got a real dose of reality when, you know, some of our Nelson I units up there and, you know, 15 and 16 basically had huge die-offs. And there's rams there that were mature rams that we could have harvested as sportsmen. But, you know, w taking my approach of trying to limit the tags a little bit more and create higher quality rams kind of bit me in the butt because, you know, you can never predict when, you know, that type of pneumonia and stuff comes in, but there's rams that died out there um, that, that could have been harvested. And um, that's, you know, one thing to always think about, especially with sheep. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that, it's that's such a finite resource with sheep and that everybody wants the opportunity and I hope everyone gets the opportunity to experience hunting sheep and you know it's you just never know when something like the pneumonia outbreak that happened up in the 15s and 16s is going to happen in other places and so you know in general I think they do a great job managing it and try and provide more opportunity and to to see a seven tag increase a seven tag increase in the desert sheep uh, available desert sheep units that's awesome yeah, for sure. Um, Brian, before we get going, uh, you have, uh, at an early age, you drew a desert bighorn tag, and then uh, some years back, a few years back, you drew a 6A uh, Rocky Mountain bighorn tag and were able to, at the time, I believe on that hunt we went on, uh, you tied the state record, uh, the archery state record, um, and it's since been broken. Uh, but you have yourself harvested those two sheep as well as you just went last summer um, to, to Arctic Red and harvested your doll sheep. So now all you have left is a stone sheep. Um, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, having harvested three of the four North American um, sheep, your thoughts on that. I mean, I just feel extremely fortunate to have been able to draw both tags in Arizona. Um, I was actually thinking about that earlier today because, had I not drawn a tag, I'd be in the max pool right now uh, at a pretty young age because I started putting in for sheep the first year that the bonus point system kicked off. And so that was, uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. And it's the sheep hunts are just a great experience. I, I, I hope everyone gets that opportunity. And last year's trip to Arctic Red was nothing short of amazing. I mean, Tavis and that crew uh, did an exceptional job, and I was able to kill a 40-inch ram, which is something that I'm super blessed to uh, to have and to look at, and that ram's about to come home here in the next week or so from the taxidermist, so that's pretty exciting. It's also uh, pretty exciting that you're getting ready to go up there and 
hunt with Arctic Red here in what in a month or so, a couple months, six weeks, and you're going to be on your way. Yeah, I'll be there in 45 days, and I'm looking forward to it. I've got the first hunt up there, and um, like I said on the podcast before, um, I also applied in Alaska like I usually do, and was fortunate to draw a Chugach a doll sheep tag in August, uh, the second hunt. And uh, so I actually have two doll sheep hunts this summer, and um, it, it's been uh, on my mind, uh, Gould's turkey hunting down in Mexico, wanting, you know, to, to get those hunts done successfully and then get back, get, get up here to Colorado and um, kind of dive into my training and what have you and getting all my gear prepped. So um, over the next 45 days, I've got a lot going on. Um, but let's dive into uh, some of these numbers uh, and... Um, you know, we're, we're going to probably pile through a bunch of, of info here and just want to be clear to everyone. Um, we've done the best that we can to break down um, the stats and the odds, and, and we're going to go over a bunch of numbers, and we're probably going to misspeak at times. Um, we're going to try and hold each other accountable to, to get the best information out there that we can. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of calculating, and you know, with the odds and different things, non-resident you know, first choice applicants, second choice applicants, non-resident applicants, and you got your total applicants. You, you got a lot going on, so we're going to do the best we can. We're going to dive through each unit. We're going to try and point out where um, they're, they've either added or subtracted a tag, uh, and uh, we'll go we'll go from there. Um, Brian, uh, in front of you right now, do you have a chart uh, showing the um, number of uh, max bonus point holders? Uh, both for non-resident and resident, right at yes. your fingertips. I, I think it's 66 residents and three non-residents. Is that what you have? Yep, that's correct. Okay, and um, one thing to mention before we even get into this, if you're listening to this ep uh, podcast episode and you have not applied for sheep in the state of Arizona, that is okay, um, and you're probably going to want to if you don't have max points, you're probably going to want to make sure you listen up real close to a lot of the units that don't require max bonus points. Um, but, Brian, why don't you just take a second here and explain how the uh, sheep odds, both desert and rocky, how they're under one umbrella. You can't differentiate like in other states where you can apply for desert and or rocky. They're all under one umbrella, so to speak and then how the 20% uh, max bonus point uh, holders, how those holders, um, max bonus point holders play within the draw and, and how the game of fish does it with the 20% rule. Yeah, for sheep, uh, kind of unique to Arizona is obviously our Rockies and our desert sheep are the same draw. And that's good and bad depending on how you're looking at it. You know, last year we had 16 Rocky tags, which we have again this year. And last year, seven of those tags went in the max pool. So almost 50% of the tags for Rockies went in the max pool. Um, and then, you know, you had 13 tags of 88 go to the desert sheep hunters in the max pool. But I'll talk about the max pool and just kind of how it breaks down. So the max pool, 20% of the tags go to the maximum bonus point holders who apply for sheep. And it's not for individual hunt code. It's for the entire group of sheep. So last year there was 104 tags. There were 20 tags issued in the max pool. Um, this year there's 111 tags, so presumably there will be 22 tags issued in the max pool. Uh, it's kind of important if you're <laughs> someone who has 
max points because, I mean, the numbers are getting down there. So, I mean, your odds of drawing are getting closer and closer. Obviously, it depends uh, if you focus on one of the best units, then you may have to wait a little longer because there's only a few tags to uh, to go out there and apply for. I mean, an interesting thing from last year's draw is that there were 21 applicants with maximum points who applied for a Rocky Mountain Bighorn Sheep Tag first choice. So, I mean, it's roughly 20% 21 of the... Out of the out of the 69, correct? Now, last year there was, a, I think there was 98 or so, because I'm okay, talking last okay. year's odds. And so this okay. year there's 69. Yeah. But 21 of those people, roughly we'll say 100, applied for, there were 88 last year. So 21 of the 88 applied for a Rocky Tag first choice. So okay. it, it doesn't necessarily mean that those individuals have already harvested a desert, but they were putting in for a Rocky Tag on their first choice application. So, I mean... You know, a little more than 20% of the max point holders were applying for Rocky Tags, which, again, narrows the odds and makes them better for those guys who are applying for a Desert Tag. But um, so the interesting thing is that 20% of the tags go to the max point holders. So units like 22, 24B uh, the Wilderness, 24B North, 24B South predominantly go to maximum bonus point holders. Last year, for example, 22 had 23 um, individuals who applied for that unit with max points. All of the tags in 22 last year, which were two tags, went to guys with max. 24B West, or Wilderness, I'm sorry, not West. Yeah, had seven. 24B North had seven, and 24B South had 17. That... uh, individuals with max points that applied for it. So all of those tags went to individuals with max. And why is that important? Because if you're applying for the units that the guys with max are applying for, you're potentially wasting an opportunity. Just to break it down, last year in 22, and we'll go over this again, there were two permits. You had 23 applicants with max points who applied first or second choice. There were 18 that applied first choice. But total applicants for that unit in itself were 1,566 applicants. So you real, there's a bunch of people there. I mean, you can do the math, 1,566 minus 23. All of those people are essentially wasting an opportunity. It doesn't mean you can't draw a 22 tag. It is, it is possible, but it's not very likely. So you really need to pay attention and understand the draw and try and apply for units where you can draw it definitely applies to non-residents, too. I mean, non-residents, they're already having a very difficult time drawing a sheet tag in Arizona. But last year, in 22, there were 461 non-residents that applied for that tag. There's only three non-residents with max going into this draw. So, I mean, there's a whole lot of people essentially wasting a pick, in my opinion. Well, and, um, and even more than that, I just don't think they understand how it works. I think they actually think they've got a fighting chance when they go when they apply for that. But I mean, the reality is, if you don't have max twenty-two, I haven't gone back to look how many years, but I mean, it's got to be like seven or eight for sure years in a row where um, they've always gone to the max point pool. Yeah, and and that is absolutely correct, and that's why it's just interesting why people are, you know, I would say wasting a pick. Last year, going into the draw, there were four non-residents with Max, but you had you had the, the 
what was it, 461 people who are non-residents apply for that hunt, and they don't, they really don't have a chance to draw. Just an interesting stat: last year there were 607 non-residents that put in for hunts that only had one tag. They cannot draw the tag. Non-residents are not eligible to draw units that have one permit. And there were 607 people who applied for units that only had one tag. They don't even have a chance to draw it. And so I think a lot of it is, you know, like you said, people just don't understand what that means. And, you know, we're here trying to educate people, give them a better a better chance to draw. I mean, although the odds are slim, you still need to be able to understand what you're doing so that you're not wasting the slim chances that you have. Yeah, I mean, and just to reiterate, and, and Brian, it's it's something, I, you know, it's going to sound redundant, but if you are listening and you are a non-resident, you cannot apply. You can apply, but you have no chance to draw one tag unit. So non-resident, if you're... If you're listening, you have to apply for units with two or more tags. And there were 607 people last year that are non-residents that applied for one tag units. That literally That's just the desert hunters. There were an additional the 30 that applied right, for an Rockies. Additional 30, but they had zero chance, none Correct. chance to draw. And, and it's just crazy. I, you know, when you, we were going over before the we went live and you were like, let's add up the number of non-residents that have applied for one tag units. And it was 607 in the desert category. It just blew my mind. Yeah, it's, it's incredible because a non-resident spending money, I mean, it's expensive to put in to buy a license and things like that to build a point. So, I mean, you might as well make the most of it because the odds are they're probably never going to draw. They're definitely never going to draw if they put in for one tag units. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> that's one thing you can guarantee. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's something to point out, and uh, we're going to go through each of the units uh, and break them down the best we can and talk about some of the rams that were harvested. Um, so we probably ought to just dive in and, and do that. What do you think? Sounds Brian? good. Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, and then we're, we're just – Brian's got a – We've got an Excel spreadsheet that we're working off of here, and Brian, we're just going to dive in. Let's talk about uh, Unit 9 and 10. That's obviously the Cataract Canyon. Uh, there's uh, one tag. Uh, last year, there was 116 first-choice applicants. There were 60 second-choice applicants. Uh, believe it or not, there was 22 non-resident applicants that applied that you know have that 0% chance that you, we talked about. Uh, and... Um, the, the odds for that unit, uh, if you take out that 22 non-resident applicants out of the total 176, that puts the, if you're just going to break it down in, in easy odds just to kind of have a baseline, that's a 1 in 154 chance to draw. Um, it looks like the RAM last year was a 155, in 2016 a 152, in 2000. Uh, 15 a 154, and in 2014 a 160, in 2013 a 143, and 2012 a 146. So you know, pretty much across that board, you're probably looking at you know a 145 to 155 uh, type of ram. Uh, definitely a very tough unit. Not a lot of sheep. Uh, a lot of sheep are in the Grand Canyon National Park and/or the Supai. 
our reservation there, and, and it's, it's a pretty tough spot to hunt. Um, Brian, you have anything to add there? Uh, the only thing I would add is that the, because this hunt is tougher, the Game and Fish gives you an extra two months to hunt. So the hunt starts October 1st, which is the earliest uh, season that opens in, uh, for desert sheep in Arizona, and it ends December 31st. So you have a full three months to make it happen due to the fact that the rams are moving in and out of the park and things are it's just a difficult hunt but the hunters have managed to kill some nice sheep i mean mid-50s rams out of a tough unit you know that's a a pretty solid desert out of a tough unit yeah and i mean uh, our numbers go back to to 2013 i believe i do remember a couple years before that uh uh anthony matthews shot that one that was i want to say like a one. 64 or 5 uh, ram and um, I know that you know every once in a while there's rumor of a pretty good ram so I mean that the long time frame I think it's for for a person that has a ton of time and you know is 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 willing to you know sit and wait um, probably not for the person that just wants to roll up and you know sheep hunt for a week um, let's yeah. move on to uh, uh, the next hunt is the Kanab Creek Hunt Area Units 12A, 12B, and 13A. Now, Brian, that's a little bit different. Um, they've kind of rearranged the hunt units there. But last year, the 12A, 12B West, there was one tag, 71 first-choice applicants, 71 second-choice applicants. Again, there were 41 non-residents that applied for a one-tag unit that had zero chance. Uh, and um, so you've got your total applicants of 142, uh, but if you subtract out that uh, 41 uh, non-residents, uh, it's basically a 1 and 101 chance to draw. Um, the 2017 RAM was a 145. The 2016 RAM was a 136. Uh, in 15 was a 161, 14 was a 128, uh, and 2013 was a 154 and a 162 in 2012. I don't know much about that hunt. Those are Nelson I sheep. Um, you know anything about that hunt, Brian? I don't know much about it. I do know what the. It looks like they split 13A in the 13A South, which will be part of this hunt, 12A and 12B West, and then 13A North is its own separate hunt that we're going to get to here in a second. Last year, it was just all 13A. Right. Okay. Um, next hunt is uh, 12B East. They're actually splitting 12B East into two hunts. They're, it's going to be November 16th through December 6th, and then December 7th through December 31st, and you've basically got three tags uh, per hunt. So uh, this is a tag that is uh, open and available to non-residents. Um, and Brian, I'll let you break down the uh, number of tags last year, first second choice applicants across our, our charts. Last year you had 556 first choice applicants. You had 467 second choice. And then uh, of those, there were 620 non-residents. So those 629 residents are effectively applying for two of the four four permits last year. This year, because it's split into two hunts, it'll be a little different for them. In the, they'll still be available to at least get a tag for each hunt. Um, so your total applicants were 1,023 
and they killed a 165, 163, 137, and a 96. And then in 2016, it was a 149, 149, and 147. 2015, you saw a 168, a 148, a 119, and a 151. And then 2014, we saw one that didn't kill, and then a 162 and a 160. Um, I'm not going to go all the way back to 2013 and 20, 2012, yeah. but the general consensus is based on looking at the numbers. I mean, you can expect to shoot a ram probably in the mid-40s to mid-50s, and then if you got anything better than that, you'd be doing really well. I mean, they do kill a couple of mid-60s rams. Um, I think you had a couple friends that were up there last year, didn't you, on a, cu- on a couple of those hunts? Yeah, and, and um, got a couple nice rams. Um, I mean, I think they're there. Um, you know, if you go back to 2015, a 168 was shot, you know, last year a 165. So, I mean, there definitely is a chance for, you know, a ram over 160. Um, it's pretty tough hunting, pretty tough go. But one thing I want to point out is four tags last year, they're, they've added two tags. They've obviously split the hunt structure. If you, if you just take the odds from last year, we have the total applicants of 1,023. Um, divide that by four, um, you know, you're, that's a one in 255. If, if you divide that same, let's say the same amount of applicants, which I know the applicants are going to go up, but um, that's going to take you to like a one in 170. Um, the interesting thing to point out is um, one thing I noticed in going over the numbers, Brian, the 37A hunt last year was split into a first and second hunt. Um, and the way I read it, uh, the which is exact opposite of what I thought, it looks as though, and I, and I could be wrong on this, um, but it looks as though the uh, 6020 hunt and the 6021 hunt, uh, there was 853 applicants total applicants for the for the 6020 hunt and the 6021 yeah, hunt, there uh, was 1136. So do I have that backwards, or is it just on our chart? Were there more people that applied for that first hunt or the second hunt? Based on the information that I have, that would be correct, but I'll uh, I double-check. In, yeah. in, in other words, I think more people applied for the second hunt than they applied for the first hunt. Right. But I could be wrong, and, th- and that was my point in this 12B um, hunt is they're going to break it down, and I think maybe people think, well, I'll put in for the second hunt because probably most people will put in for the first hunt. Um, but unless I'm wrong, that 37A, uh, more people actually applied for the second hunt. That's right. And, that I mean, generally that's my consensus on things too is that you want to put in for the um, second hunt if you don't have max points. So that may be why you're seeing a, more applicants on that hunt is because, you know, those guys didn't have max points, so they put in for it thinking, okay, well, you know, I might get a shot at it if I'm not, you know, put in for the first hunt. And so, obviously, right. under the circumstances, it's not what you would really expect. But uh, the numbers are correct. I just verified them. And so, I mean, those are the correct numbers. So there were more applicants for the second hunt in 37A. And don't you think that's just um, people think out tr- trying to outthink it, thinking that their odds would be better putting them for the second hunt, um, but it's the exact opposite. Now, I can't say what's going to happen in 12B, but um, just wanted to point that out, that if your logic is, hey, I want to go second, or I want to you know, put him for the second hunt to have better odds, it may not be the better odds. You might as well just put him for the first hunt, I would think. Yeah, I mean, you just... <laughs> 
we're always trying to find a leg up, but it's always hard to figure out how people are going to apply one and do what they think, you know, trying to figure out what people are thinking. The, the next hunt is the Cottonwood Wilderness Hunt area in 13A North. Um, it's December 1st to December 31st. It's uh, six on this year's regs. It's 6005 is the uh, hunt number. And, um, Brian, I'll let you cover uh, last year um, what went down in, in 13A. Now, obviously, last year they, um, they, they didn't split it into a north and south. It was all of 13A. Yeah, last year it wasn't split. Um, Charlie Kelly's daughter actually drew the tag last year and had that tag, and they had a good hunt, um, but we'll get to that. There's one tag. It's going to probably be 13A North this year. Obviously, I'm assuming that that's where the majority of the sheep are at because I, I don't know the unit that well, but assuming that the other part of 13A was attached to 12A and 12B West, um, I would assume the majority of the sheep in 13A are in that northern part. There's one tag. Last year there was 79 first-choice applicants, 69 second-choice applicants, and 46 non-resident applicants. And obviously those 46 non-residents don't have a shot to draw the tag. So your total applicants were 148. Your, your odds, if you subtract the 46 non-residents from the 148, were 1 out of 102, which are pretty, pretty good odds. And they've killed some pretty good rams in there. Last year was 164. Uh, 2016 was 164. 2015, we saw a 174 out of there. And in 2014, there was a 165. And in 2013, was a 163. So, I mean, pretty solid mid-60s sheep, I would yeah. say. Um, and so one I, tag. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. You know, for those of you out there listening, I mean, I always dream of drawing a one-tag unit uh, just for the full fact that you've got the whole unit to yourself uh, and you don't have to worry about any additional hunter pressure. Um, but, it, you know, that's kind of a sleeper, um, I think, Brian. I, I literally know hardly anything about it. I know they're Nelson I sheep. Um, but if you look at, you know, 164, 164, 174, 165, uh, and, and, you know, a, uh, let's see, uh, what was in 2000? Yeah, it just goes back there. To, but anyway, three years in a row, they've shot mid-60 sheep with that one big one. Um, yeah. I know Ryan Hatch was um, involved uh, with that ram. Somehow on that trip he went with those guys or, or, or what. I think he was with them when they shot it, but a uh, heck of a ram. Um, right. But, you know, one in 102, that's, um, it seems like pretty good, pretty good odds for the quality of sheep that they're harvesting. Okay, Absolutely. let's go to... Um, 13B North. To the next hunt, which is 13B North, and uh, 13B North, they've actually split, excuse me, not split, but 13, there's 13B North and 13B South. There's three tags, uh, December 1st to December 31st. Um, actually had a good friend, Tony Lyle, uh, guided uh, a, a friend of mine last year on a hunt, uh, and they harvested a 172-inch ram. Uh, there was a 158 and a 157 also harvested last year. Uh, this is typically uh, a unit that a lot of the non-residents apply for. Uh, last year, there were um, 874 non-residents that applied for this tag, uh, 833 as uh, first-choice applicants, 394 as second-choice applicants, and then, like I said, 874 total. Um, and so that's basically like, if you break it down into simple odds, a 1 in 409 chance. The interesting thing is like in 16, 
the, the RAM scores were 148, 161, and 172. So that's two years in a row, 17 and 16, where a 170 plus RAM uh, was killed. And if you go back to 2015, there was a 160, a 156, and a 168, so a book RAM. And then the year before, in 14, there was a 172. Um, the interesting thing about that's the Virgin River Gorge. Um, it's pretty rough, pretty remote um, country. Um, there is some access. You can actually access some of the stuff off the freeways, but it's pretty gnarly, real steep canyon country. And so I think a few rams can, you know, slip by and, and um, sneak up on some guys as far as age class and size. Um, it's, it's not an easy hunt uh, for sure, but definitely one that, uh, if you're a non-resident, should be on your radar. Absolutely. It definitely gets a big pull from non-residents. I assume that a bunch of the Utah guys are applying for that tag because it's right there, kind of on the boundary and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, next hunt is 13B South. Uh, this is south of Wolf Hole, Jacobs Well Road. Uh, this is, they've actually had an extended hunt date. It's November 16th through December 31st, and I'll let you break it down, Brian. Yeah, this this is a a tougher hunt up there. Uh, the draws kind of, I think they're correct me if I'm wrong, Gabe. But I think it's the best draws in the state. Um, yeah, I could be like off on that. Year but, yeah. after year, it seems like it's the best draws in the state. You know, a one, uh, uh, it's basically a one. One in fifty-five. Because yeah, you had 33 first-choice applicants, 64 second-choice applicants, and then again you had 42 non-residents who put in for a one-tag unit that don't have a chance. So your total yeah. applicants were 97. If you subtract the 42 from that 97, you're getting one out of 55 shot of drawing for residents. Uh, it's not a unit that's known for what I would say killing big sheep. Um, last year was a 145, which was killed by Clay Bundy, who's pretty predominant out mule deer outfitter up there on the strip. And uh, in 2016, you saw 148. There was no harvest in 2015, no harvest in 2014, and then I don't Looks think like there was no a harvest, harvest in 13, 13 either. either. And then in and 12, then in it was a 148. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, you're I looking mean, at a 40s ram. Yeah, and you take a guy like Clay Bundy who lives up there, who knows that country really well, and, you know, he, he pounds it out and, you know, shoots a mid 140s ram it's it's just a, no wonder the odds are tough you know it's a, it's a tough unit um it's probably why the odds are so good i know who i'd be calling if i drew the tag probably give clay a call because he lives right there and he had the tag next last year hunt, for sure next hunt is 15a and 15b east uh there's one tag in this unit uh, and it looks like last year there were uh, 113 total applicants. There's one tag, 56 first choice, 57 second choice. Again, 34 non-residents that didn't even have a chance to apply applied. Uh, and, Brian, um, I had it as a 1 and 113, but you've got to subtract out the 34. Yep. Um, and that takes it to a 1 and 79. Again, um pretty darn good odds to draw and if you look at the quality of rams last year a 142 in 16 a 152 uh then in in 2015 it must have been combined with several other units possibly but 145 a one 
145, a 135, a 150. You go back to 14, a 141, a 161, a 154. Uh, but And then you go back to 13, 157, 146, 144, 154. But I know that this is one of the units, I believe, that's just been hammered by the pneumonia. So I would definitely take this one with a red flag and, and make sure you know what you're getting into uh, on this hunt. Yep. Um, okay, uh, next hunt uh, is uh, 15C North, uh, uh, excuse me, 15B West. Um, there's, there's one tag in 15B West, and I'll let you break it down, Brian. Yeah, 15B West was, I think, combined with some other, there, there wasn't on a hunt there last year that I can see on my table, so it's going to be one of the ta one of the increased tags in there, because um, last year it was not eligible for a draw. It may have been combined with some other units. It's kind of hard because the game of fish breaks them up from each year, depending on kind of how the sheep are doing, trying to manage them as best as possible. So I don't have... Statistics I don't know much about it either. Yeah, I don't know much about it either. I know at one point in time, you know, years and years ago, it was a, a great unit. I think it's really been struggling. Um, you know, one tag, uh, maybe before you apply, contact some people that might know the unit. Uh, if you want to apply there, I don't know much. Let's keep moving. Uh, the next hunt is uh, 15C North. Uh, one tag, so not available to non-residents. Uh, Brian, break down 15C North. 15C North, uh, 87 first-choice applicants, 87 second-choice applicants, with, again, 35 non-residents putting in for it. So your total applicants were 174. Um, if you're looking for just raw odds, it's if you subtract out the non-resident applicants, it's one out of 139. Last year they killed a 110 ram in there. I don't think that's quite indicative of what's there. Um, they killed a 163 in 2016, and then in 2015 it may have been combined with some others, but 154, 151, 152. So you're looking probably a mid-50s ram, and this may be another unit that I think that uh, may have been hit by that pneumonia. So definitely, definitely hit by pneumonia. I mean, yeah. back in like 2013, they killed a in you know they had uh, five tags in this unit alone and killed a 171, a 155, a 150, a 165, and a 145. Um, and you know 15C North used to be one of our better Nelson I units, but it's it's obviously been hammered. Uh, I don't know if there are. I, I would assume there's probably some older age class rams there that maybe have survived and not died of pneumonia, but I have heard that. It definitely hit uh, C North and C South hard. Um, let's talk about uh, 15C South. Uh, there's uh, one tag. Uh, last year, 45 first choice applicants, 94 second choice applicants. Again, 27 non-residents who applied for it never even had it. They had a zero chance to draw it. Uh, and if you take the 27 off of the 139, um, Brian, were 112. At 112. 112, so a 1 and 112. Last year they killed a 165, the year before a 162. In 15 there was a no kill, a 150, and a 98. Um, and in 14 there was a 167 and a 160. Uh, 13 there was a 166 and 169. I know that when I used to um, guide for that uh, uh, super raffle um, tag a uh, handful of years, 
there in a row. We did quite a bit of scouting in 15C uh, South, and it just kind of breaks my heart because there was some actually some really nice rams. Um, but I know it's been affected hard, so definitely go into that one with your eyes open. Um, you know, pretty decent odds at 1 and 112, but, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't, you know, probably could get a 160-plus ram, but I know the ram numbers are, are way down compared to what they've been. Right. Uh, next hunt is uh, 15D uh, North. Um, they actually... Uh, last year combined 15D North and 15D South, uh, and I believe there were uh, four tags total in both the units combined. And 15D North and South, those are two units that I have, uh, with Dar, have hunted extensively, uh, both on the raffle hunt and on the general season hunts. And um, I was kind of happy to see them last year put it into just all 15D. Um, most of the pressure, though, when they do that, gets um, put into the north part of the unit. Um, you know, you've got your classic Nelson Eye, you know, big flaring rams. Uh, 15D North is where Claude Warren killed that giant ram with us a few years back on the raffle tag that, um, you know, was 185 inches, the largest Nelson I ever shot in the state of Arizona, as well as um, the, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, um, but like, 20 years ago, the, the second largest Nelson I ever shot came out of 15D North, and it's kind of the poster child of Nelson I sheep in Arizona. Um, the North has quite a bit more sheep than the South, but this year they, they've split it back to 15D North and 15D South. I'll let you go over the numbers for, um, for that, Brian. So the last year was just 15D, as we explained, and the benefit to splitting it this year to North and South is that you're going to have four tags in the North, which, again, will potentially give two tags to non-residents, up to two tags. But the non-residents will also have a chance for one tag in 15D South, so that's an increase for everybody. Um, last year when it was combined, first-choice applicants were 850. Second-choice applicants were 713. You had 782 non-residents put in for that hunt. And the reason I think that's um, – it's kind of a, a common unit for non-residents to really focus on just because there's some good sheep and it's a good experience and a good hunt. So your total applicants were 1,563, and if you divide that by the four tags, then your, uh, your, sorry, your draw odds there are approximately 1 in 390, um, just round, you know, round numbers there. Interesting thing is that last year um, all of the units we've gone over so far have didn't have any tags given to individuals with max points. So most of your individuals were really, uh, with max points, were concerned about the pneumonia is my guess because it's the first time in a long time that we didn't have any individuals, especially in 15D or 15D North, that didn't, didn't draw a tag in the max. And there was only one applicant that even applied with max for 15D last year. So that's good for us that don't have max because you're looking for those units where the max point holders are not focusing to try and uh, draw a tag. But the rams they killed last year were definitely solid. Uh, you had two book rams, 170, 160, 172, which I think was killed by Craig Steele's client, and then uh, a 164. You also had the super raffle ram that was just killed out of there that looks like it's going to net about 178 killed by the uh, ADO crew and uh, Eric Hunt and the Priest Brothers. They did a good job on that round. It's a stud. And yeah, I mean, you want to talk about 
um, real fast. Want to talk about you know really taking your time and and you know trying to find the right ram. I mean that that hunt opened uh, August fifteenth of of this last summer, and I know those guys have put in a ton of time and uh, it paid off and they got a beautiful ram. Uh, congrats to those guys. One thing to point out about fifteen D is, I mean I can remember I want to say it's two thousand. 14, maybe 2013, there were 11 tags. Um, they've had eight tags. They've had 11 tags in one unit. So, I mean, uh, at one point in time um, when I was doing, Darn and I were doing those raffle hunts a lot, um, you know, I was there when they were doing their surveys, and they were surveying between five and 600 sheep in the, the north part of the unit alone. Um, and... You know, it's hard to say if, if, you know, obviously the guys just killed a big raffle ram there, a big, big, beautiful ram, and then Craig Steele, you know, he, he, his client killed a 172. I would say that, you know, you can still find a ram that slipped through the cracks and either, you know, has pneumonia but has been able to, you know, survive. Um, definitely was surprised that no one put in for 15D in the max point pool. In my opinion, Brian, it probably will change after the quality that was killed and the raffle ram that just got killed. It would not shock me if 15D North and possibly 15D South um, both, uh, you know, might get attacked by the uh, max point holders. Yeah, I mean, it's a unit where if you're someone with max and you're getting up there uh, in age and you've been and you really want your sheet tag, I mean. It's a great sheep hunt. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're going to see lots of sheep. There's some pretty rugged country in there, but in general, there's some country that you can access and look at a lot of different rams and kill a solid ram, as the numbers show. And so I do think that you're going to see an increase there. It's definitely a unit that if I was a non-resident with max points, I would be looking at because, you know, you're, you're, <coughs> you're competing for so few tags that I would definitely uh, be considering that unit. 15D for sure. I would. It's 15D North and South next year. I'd probably focus on 15D North uh, if I was a non-resident. But uh, if you're a resident, either one of those units would be a great unit, and you could potentially kill a, a great ram. I mean, they've they've produced book rams almost every year for the last five years. Yeah, and you know the thing about the North is there's a lot more sheep in North. Um, there's pretty good access in North. There is some pretty rugged, inaccessible, you know, get away from people type stuff. Um, I would say um, contrasting that, the 15D South, um, there is some access, but there's also uh, quite a bit of wilderness area, a little bit harder. You have to walk across the desert floor quite a bit to get to the mountain range in some places. Um, don't I don't want you to think that there's not access, but it's, you know, 15D North is definitely the crown jewel. 15D South has good rams, uh, a little bit tougher to get around and what have you. Uh, let's move on to um, 16A. Let's move on to 16A. Um, interesting thing about 16A is they last year I believe was the first year they split it, but 16A is now there's 16A excluding that portion of 16A South and east of Big Sandy River and Mojave County Parklands. There's two tags in there, and then 16A South and 18B. There's two tags in there. Um, and if you look at our chart, uh, Brian, 16A last year, there was 155 um, uh, first choice applicants, 248 on the second choice, 
Uh, there were 209 non-resident applicants, uh, 403 total applicants uh, for a, a simple odds of a, a 1 and 201. Um, now, you know, the 16A hunt, uh, which is basically 16A north, I'm going to call it north, just for, you know, kind of geographically so guys can kind of picture. Um, last year they killed a 166 and a 150, a 167 and a 154 and 16, a no-kill, a 150 and a 151 and 15, a 171, a 159 and a 156 and 14. 16A is, is a very big unit. It's, it's a very kind of remote. Um, I think in, in all of 16A, even though it's split up, I think there's seven, seven different kind of mountain chains uh, within the unit. And it is definitely a unit that a big ram can slip through the cracks. Um, if you've got the ability to put in a bunch of time, uh, if you're willing to go and not see a lot of sheep, uh, 16A, uh, is is probably something you should look at, um, but it is it is uh, you know it's not a picnic hunt. It's definitely not a country club hunt. Um, you will earn every every inch of the ram you get in there. Um, you got anything to add, Brian? No, that's all I got for that one. I don't know it as well as you do. Okay, let's um, let's let's jump down to um, the 16A South and the 18B, and we'll come back to the 16B. Um, they have two tags in there this year. I'll let you break down the numbers from last last season. You are on six, 18B and 16A South. Is that what we're doing? Y yes. So this year, that's going to two tags. Last year, it was a one-tag unit. You had 94 first-choice applicants, 107 second-choice applicants, and you had 36 non-residents who applied um, for a one-tag unit again, so they couldn't even draw it. This year, however, if they do the same thing, they'll at least have a shot because they bumped it up to two tags. Um, there were nobody with max points that drew the tag, and there were no one with max points that even applied for the tag. Last year, they killed a 170 out of there, which is a great ram. In 2016, they killed a 171. And in 2015, I have a 156, 2014 a 148, and 2013 was a 161. So they've killed some, definitely some good rams in there, two-book rams out of the last two years. Um, sounds like there's some potential to do pretty well in there. I don't know much about the unit itself. Jay, uh, what do you know about it? Yeah, I mean, that I definitely have this down on my chart here as an intriguing unit uh, for me, um, talking about my own personal tag, uh, you know, the 18B, they're all transplanted sheep, and um, I think there's a pretty good ram in 18B um, on that side. And then 16A South, um, you know, just north of the Bill Williams River, um, has some very remote, rugged country, and it does not surprise me at all that, you know, the last two years they killed a 170 and a 171. I actually think there's probably a better ram or two in there, um, definitely as far as quality. Um, that's definitely on my intriguing list, 18B, 16A South for sure. Um, you know, not, not easy um, like some of the other units, um, not tons of sheep, but definitely think you could be rewarding, rewarded on this hunt for sure. Um, Brian, let's talk about 16B. Uh, 16B is in boy. 
Uh, let me just check and make sure 16B, yeah, it's, it's a one tag. Uh, last year was one tag as well. There were 16, uh, 66 first choice applicants, uh, 49 second choice applicants. There were 30 non-residents that put in that did not have a chance. Uh, 115 applicants total. So if my math is correct, Brian, that's a 1 in 85. Yep. Um, and uh, interesting, you know, if you go back and look at the RAM shot, a 157, a 156, a 157, a 163, and a 115. So in 14, there were actually two tags in there. In 13, a 165 and a 155. Um, and if you go back... Let's see, the 12, it was a 148 and a 156. I will tell you when we were scouting a lot for the raffle ram, um, I used to look across there at 16B and thought, man, we ought to go there and look. But good thing we didn't because it's actually not part of, um, and I don't know if they've changed it, but 16B when we were guiding that tag for four or five years um, actually was not a part of that the raffle hunt. It was um, considered... Even though they're Nelson I, well, there's a mix. Nelson I and Mexicana um, is not part of the, the, the raffle hunt. I believe there's probably good rams there that slip through the cracks. Um, it's definitely kind of on my intriguing list, um, but it's a pretty dang tough hunt. You have to access a lot of it, uh, potentially from the Colorado River, and uh, I have not hunted it. Um, I've, I've looked over there a little bit, but have not hunted it. Uh, Brian, let's go to. Uh, let's see. Now we're getting into 20. the big dogs. <laughs> now we're getting into the. Now we jump to uh, 22, and this is kind of the first of the you know Mexicana units. Uh, primarily, everything that we've been talking about before is pretty much uh, Nelson I, with the exception of maybe 16, uh, 16 South. Um, there's definitely some Mexicana in there, but pr predominantly Nelson and I were now getting into Unit 22, which is obviously um, probably the best unit in the state of Arizona for the last, you know, 10 years. Um, you know, it's produced the biggest rams year after year. It's, you know, definitely some of the biggest rams. Um, you can access most all of Unit 22 from Canyon, Saguaro, and Apache Lake. Um, you know, there's there's... They do a tour in the summer. The Desert Big Orange Sheep does a tour right off the Dolly, um, the big uh, steamship on, on Canyon Lake, and you can go out pretty much at any given time on Canyon Lake. Everything on the left-hand side when you're going upriver or up, up the lake, everything on the left-hand side, uh, or that would be kind of the west or north side of the lake there is Unit 22. Um, there were two, two tags last year, 1,220 first-choice applicants, 346 second-choice. There were 461 non-residents with a total of 1,566 uh, ap applicants. Uh, so with simple, simple odds, it's a 1 in 783. Interesting, Brian, uh, this is kind of our first unit here on our chart where um, you know, the, typically the tags in 22 always, always go to max point holders. And last year, uh, two of the tags, both of the tags went uh, in the max point pool. They killed a 178 and a 184. Uh, the year before was a 170 and a 181. 
the year before that was a no-kill, a 177, which was my client, uh, Craig Dunlap, a 178 and 179. Um, the year before that was a 184, a 175, a 173, and then a 180, a 180, and a 175. And then uh, 2012, that was Ernie Maisky's year. I was fortunate to be with him and a 185, a 186, and a 177. Um, also, it's um, you know known for uh, the auction ram. A lot of times, gets harvested out of unit 22. I would say the unit is not as good as it was, say in 12 or 13 or even 14. Um, the, the quality overall, the number of rams, the number of sheep has you know they transplanted a lot of sheep out of there. Um, you know, I would like to see a few more sheep in there, a few more rams, but it still has the quality. Um, maybe not the quality of, you know, three, four years ago, but definitely still super quality when you look at um, desert sheep. Yeah, if, if I'll, I'll just say it. If you don't have max points, you shouldn't be applying for 22. You're Absolutely. wasting your time um, for something that's not likely to win. Um, but I don't know. I can't remember when a 22 tag went to someone without max. I know it happened in the last six or seven years or eight years, but I don't remember it. But, I mean, if you don't have max, you really, really should be looking at other places. Yeah, for sure. Um, Brian, uh, tell us about uh, 24B uh, Wilderness uh, last year with one tag. So 24B Wilderness is uh, obviously a wilderness hunt, so you're kind of off the beaten path into the uh, a little more – you know, foot access as far as walking into places, getting into things. There's good rams in there. Uh, you've got more experience in there hunting, hunting it than I do, but uh, there's good rams. They definitely can grow old in that country. Uh, with one tag, you had 219 first-choice applicants, 159 second-choice applicants. Again, 33 non-residents putting for a hunt that they can't draw. And so your rough odds were, if I'm doing it right, 1 in uh, 345, potentially. They killed a... The tag went to someone with Max last year on the Wilderness Hunt, and there were seven guys or seven people that applied for the Wilderness Hunt with Max. Last year they killed a 177-inch ram. Uh, I believe it was a friend friend of mine, Steve um, Llewellyn. Steve Llewellyn, Llewellyn. killed a beautiful, yeah. long, you know, longhorn ram, just an awesome ram. In 2016 they killed a 178. 2015 178. Uh, 2014 was a 173, 179. So I mean, you're looking at a mid 70s RAM is what you can expect out of that out of that unit. Uh, definitely a great tag. But if you don't have max points, you should not be applying. If you're a non-resident, without or a non-resident, you shouldn't apply at all. You don't have right. a chance. So yeah, again, definitely on you, my list. Uh, definitely on my list, Brian. The 24B Wilderness tag is top of the top you know it's definitely in the top you know three or four five units um i would always say if you have max points and you're um you are a resident uh you need to look really hard at 24b wilderness i think it's a phenomenal hunt yeah um tw 24b north uh one tag um let's make sure 24b north yeah you're at 235 yeah well, there's one tag uh, the north tag, there were seven max point applicants that applied. It went to a guy with max or a person with max. There were 235 first choice applicants, 
279 second choice applicants with 26 non-residents, again, putting in for a tag that they have no shot of getting drawn for. So your, um, your odds were 1 and 506, if I'm doing my math correctly. Uh, last year they killed a 178, and then I believe the auction ram came out of 24v north. At least that's what the data from Game and Fish shows, and it was 189 or one. I believe it was over 190 net when it actually finished. But uh, according to Game and Fish, it was killed out of 24v north by Shane Roten. And then um, I don't have anything down for it in 2016. Yeah, no kill in 16. Uh, 174 and 15, a 169 and 14, um, a 179 and 13, and a 180 and 12. Uh, definitely 24B North is, is an awesome unit. Uh, it's on So on um, Canyon Lake and Apache Lake, it, when you're going upriver, it'd be everything on your right-hand side or kind of on what would be the east or south side of those river chains of, or those lakes. Um, I like the fact that there's only one tag. I like it just like I like the 24B Wilderness only having one tag, obviously only for residents, um, but what an opportunity to hunt the whole month and, and uh, have no other tag holders and just have the unit to yourself and be able to look at rams. Uh, over the years, I've seen some phenomenal rams in 24B North, videoed some, some fantastic rams, and definitely would be a tag that I would love to have myself, but I don't have max points. It normally goes in the max point pool. I believe like a couple years ago it didn't, but most of the time it does go in the max point pool. So, uh, you know, if you don't have max points, like Brian said, it's definitely running the risk of, of not being able to draw. Um, if, we, if we look at 24B South, it's also a phenomenal unit, uh, 24B South. Uh, one tag last year, 176 first-choice applicants, 254 uh, second-choice applicants with 30 non-residents applying for that that had no chance to draw. Total applicants, 430, taking your odds to uh, 1 in 400. But as far as quality, you know, 24B South is probably... I mean, it's arguable, but it's probably the best unit in the state of Arizona year after year. They killed a 178 last year, a 185 the year before. They had killed a 181 and a 174 the year before that, a 185 and a 174, a 186 and a 182. So quality in that unit, it, you know, there are some good rams in that unit. Um, the access is pretty darn good. It's right out of Phoenix. Um, literally, for you, for you residents with max points, definitely 24B South probably should be, you know, either 22, 24B Wilderness, 24B North, or 24B South. I think if you're a resident, fairly young, um, should be your first choice. Um, those are kind of the top four, uh, in my opinion. Um, 24B South is a heck of a unit for sure. Uh, yeah, there were 17 guys with Max that put in for it last year, 13 first choice. So it's a very popular choice. Um, yeah. with I don't see that going away as well. I, no, I see, it won't. You know, it, it's, if you don't have Max, look elsewhere. Um, if you have Max, and if you're, if you're getting up there in age, I think we need to point this out, you know, the 22, the 24B Wilderness, uh, 24B North, and 24B South, if you're getting up there in age, 
you might start looking at a strategy where you don't apply for these units with max points, you know, swing to the fence because, you know, let's say you're, you know, let's say you're 60 years old and you feel like you only have to your 70 or let's say you're 65 and you feel like you only have to your 75. I mean, in my opinion, you, you got to start applying for some of these units that you have a chance to draw um, because like Brian said, I believe 17 of, of the non-resident, or excuse me, of the max point holders applied for 24B South, so you got to watch that. Um, Brian, yeah, you, you definitely got to. You definitely got to look at look at it and and kind of evaluate yourself and what you're looking to do because there's some great hunts out there. But I mean, and your first two choices are what matter. So I mean, you could potentially swing for the fences with the 24B South, and then put something that's a little more realistic, maybe a few more tags in for your second choice. Um, to get kind of, if you still are on that bubble of, okay, I'm not just trying to draw a tag, I still want it the best. But it's definitely, right. I mean, those tags are not going to go to people that don't have max, not likely anyway. Let's talk about um, 28 South. Um, this year, I believe they've added a tag. Last year, there was just one tag, 477. First choice. No, there were two tags last year, Jay. Okay, we just got a typo on our chart yeah, here. Yeah, um, two tags. 477 uh, people applied first choice, uh, 334 second choice, 406 uh, non-resident applic applicants, 811 total. Um, they killed a 170 and a 187, just a beautiful giant ram. Uh, the biggest ram I, in the state killed out of that unit besides the auction ram. Yeah, and I have a uh, 2016, I've got a no-kill um, I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate, but I think it is. Uh, then a 171 and a 171 the year before that, and a 159 in 2013, and a 175 in 2012. Um, don't know much about the unit other than it's been, you know, seems like the last four or five years it's been kind of a lot of people that are in the know have been talking about it. Um, you know, the 187 and a 170 came out of there last year. Um, one of the tags went to max point holders, uh, according to this chart that Brian made up. Um, definitely a unit that should be on everybody's radar if you've got max points. Uh, when anytime a 187 comes out of a unit, um, you've got to take a hard look at it. It's over on the eastern part of the state, and um, definitely is on my intriguing radar, but it scares me off when it's open for two tags. That means it's open for non-residents and tons of pressure and, you know, pretty low I would odds. Venture, I would venture to say that both of these tags this year are going to go to max point holders. It's potential yeah, that they won't, yeah, yeah. but I think that yeah. they likely will. And if you're one of the three non-residents who has max points and are looking for a, what I would consider a, a top-notch opportunity at a big ram, I think you might want to consider 28 South. Yeah. Anytime they shoot a 187, that's got to perk up everybody's ears. Let's talk about uh, 31 and 32, Aravipa Canyon. Uh, three tags uh, last year, 933 first choice, 494 second, uh, 629 non-residents. So it's a, it's a highly sought-after non-resident unit. Um, I think it's the second most applied for non-resident unit uh, other than, actually it's it's down the line. Of, let me see here. That might be the third um, sought-after unit for non-residents. Um, 
let's see, last year there was a 174, a 157, and a no-kill. One of the three tags went to the uh, max point holders. The year before that, there was a 165, a 157, a 173. The year before that, 170, 171. Um, so quality has come back to Aravaipa Canyon, which is awesome. I'm excited. It's a beautiful place, uh, 31 and 32. It's a really, really neat place to hunt sheep. Um, you know, definitely one tag went to non or excuse me, max point holders. Uh, definitely should be on everybody's radar. Uh, 31 and 32 is a fantastic choice. Yep. Uh, 37A. 37A last year was split into two units. 37A is the Silver Bells. Um, they split it into two units, like Brian and I were talking earlier when we were talking about 12B uh, East. Um, they, there were actually more applicants for the for the uh, second hunt than there were for the first hunt. On the first hunt, there were 565 first choice applicants, 288 second choice applicants, 352 non-residents applied. For a total application applicants of 853, uh, doing simple math, that's a one in 426. Both of those tags on the first hunt went to max point holders. Uh, they harvested a 183 and a 169. The year before, a 162 and a 170. Um, historically, 37A produces great sheep. I would be very, very leery of. Um, seeing a repeat this year on, you know, max point holders flooding 37A since that 183 came out of there. Um, curious your thoughts, Brian, but if, if I had max, if I didn't have max points, I probably would not apply for that hunt. Yeah, I, I believe that both tags will go to individuals with max, especially for that first hunt. That 183 is actually a 184 and I believe an eighth net archery kill ram making it the second largest ram killed in the state with a bow. It's a giant ram. Um, the 169 was a, a great ram killed by an older gentleman, and um, just a good unit. It seems to be coming on, um, but I think that you can bet that both of those tags are likely to go to individuals with max. Last year there were a total of 12 max point holders that applied for it, Six of them put it as their first choice. So, I mean, it's a, it's a popular choice for individuals with Max, and both those guys that drew it had Max. Yeah, it's on the radar for sure. Um, 37A, the second hunt, there were 524 first-choice applicants. Uh, there, were, there were 612 second-choice, 450 non-residents applied for that second hunt, 1,136 total applicants. Uh, doing simple odds, one in 568. They killed a 170 and a 175. Um, it seems like a lot of tags to me, um, but I think, you know, this will probably stay like this for a couple years, and they'll probably muck out a couple more great rams. Um, let's jump over to 37B. Uh, 37B is is uh, a, a great unit. It's by Picket Post. It's in the kind of by um, Superior, Arizona. Uh, one tag. There were 248 first choice applicants, 140 second choice applicants. Uh, there were eight non-residents, obviously, that applied that had no chance. So your odds, simple odds, were uh, one in 380. They killed a 174, 167, a 170, and a 171 in 2014, 
uh, definitely I think that that unit is trending up um, for you guys out there that are residents that want a super high quality hunt uh, experience not far from Phoenix. Uh, definitely 37B um, should be on your radar. I'm actually really surprised that it didn't go in the max point pool. With the 174 coming out of there last year, it would not surprise me if the, one of the max point holders applied for 37B um, for sure. Uh, yeah, I would agree next, with you on that. Next unit is uh, 39 East. Uh, one tag last year, 74 first choice applicants, 63 second choice applicants. There were four non-resident applicants. With 137 total applicants, if you subtract out those four non-residents that shouldn't even have been applying, it's a 1 and uh, 133. The interesting thing is uh, a max point holder was the person that drew last year. Uh, looks like they killed a 163 the year before that, a 171. The year before that, a 156 and a 159. Uh, our friend Daniel Franco um, has been in that unit, I believe, a couple years ago. There's not tons of sheep, um, but definitely I think it's a unit that, you know, 160-plus is achievable with possibility of a bigger ram being in there. Um, one thing about these one-tag units, um, like last year it was a one-tag. Let's see, Brian, is it one-tag this year? Just yeah, it is. Here. It's okay. still one. Um, one thing that I always, when I'm looking for applying for my own tag, is sometimes these one-tag units, a big ram, if left alone for two or three or four years, um, an older age class ram can slip through the cracks. And I think 39 East, um, even though it doesn't have a ton of sheep, is one of those units that wouldn't surprise me if someday a, you know, a big ram came out of there. Um, because you know, when, when these one-tag units, when only one ram is harvested, you know, there could be a ram that someone missed, and, you know, if they miss them for one or two years, it doesn't take long for them to become probably a pretty good ram. Uh, 39 West, two tags, 158 first-choice applicants, 160 second-choice. There were 62 non-residents, um, just in uh, 318 total applicants, in, in general odds, uh, 1 and 159. Last year, there was a 164 and a no-harvest. Uh, the year before, a 153, a 161, uh, in 15, a 162, and a 140, and 2014, a 165, and a 164. Just looking at those numbers and not knowing much about 39 West, it almost looks like, you know, kind of with a no, I don't know what happened on the no harvest last year, but definitely not, it's not trending up, um, even though they killed a 164. Um, I don't know much about that unit, Brian. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it either. I mean, it's kind of intriguing. It's close, closer to the valley. Um, I think it's a unit that does have some wilderness, but you can kind of work through it from one end to the other. But I don't know a whole lot about it. Next unit is 40A. Um, I've never been in 40A. There were two tags last year. There's two tags this year. 161 first-choice applicants, 81 second-choice applicants. Uh, there were 79 non-residents that applied for it, 242 total applicants, simple odds of 1 and 121. Um, last year, there was a 159 and a 161. The year before, a 166 and a 143. The year before that, there were two big rams killed, a 179 and a 178. The year before that, a 170. 
definitely, definitely on my intriguing list, uh, 40A. The one thing you have to really keep in mind is this is a highly um, illegal alien and, and drug trafficking area um, down next to the Tohono O'odham Reservation as well as the Mexican border. Um, you know, a lot of issues um, with stuff going on there, so keep that in mind if you're applying for 40A. Um, in my opinion, for potential quality with, you know, the 1 in 121 draws, um, it's a pretty darn good Mexicana unit with pretty darn good odds with the potential uh, for, you know, a couple great rams. Um, I've heard it's real choppy country, kind of a little bit difficult to hunt. You got to kind of walk it out. There's not big, huge glassing, you know, where panoramic glassing. You got to kind of just walk those washes and definitely think there's a place for a ram to slip through the cracks there. Yeah, I mean, they've obviously killed some big ones in there, um, but I'm kind of surprised at the, the low number of applicants, honestly, yeah, in the unit too. with two permits. I think it's got to be the... It's got to be the, the, you know, illegal stuff going on in the trafficking and what have you. It's got to scare people off. That's the only thing I can think. Right. Now we're getting down into 40B, which is split into, 40B West split into, I'm sorry, 40B, which is split into some, four, three different units. you got the Gila, um, the Coppers and the Mohawks, and then the Tanajas. So the first one that, on the list is the 40B Gila unit, which is going to have four tags again this year. It had four tags last year. You had 379 first-choice applicants, 495 second-choice, and a total of 522 non-residents. Um, your total applicants were 844 applicants, so well over half your applicants are non-residents that are putting in for the two tags that are available and that to them. Last year they killed a 165, 165, 155, 173. Um, the year before that they killed a 159, 161, 169, 143. And then uh, in 2015 it was a 161 and a 147. One, and then yeah, 2013. Yeah, a two-tag unit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah two-tag. 2013, 158 to 157. And then uh, it went down to a one-tag unit where they killed a 151. Definitely a lot of permits. Um, if you're a resident looking for a unit to draw a tag, you don't have max, probably not a bad choice to look at when you consider you have 522 non-residents out of the 844 people putting in, and they're only putting in for two permits. And they've killed some pretty good rams. I mean, it, 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 based on the numbers, yeah. it looks like it's kind of on an upswing. Um, yeah, my friend Preston Mercer, I, I want to add, uh, shot a 173 biggest ram in the unit last year um, with his with his boys. Um, congrats to him, but that was pretty awesome to see him do that. Yeah, so it's definitely a unit to, to, to consider for sure. The next unit is the Mohawk Coppers. Uh, that's the 40B Mohawk Coppers. Two tags, 181 first choice applicants, 279 second choice, 247 non-resident applications, 460 total applications, so over half the applicants are non-residents, um, a 1 in 230 when you look at just simple odds. Last year they killed a 159, a 164, the year before that a 135 and a 168. One, uh, the year before that it was a three-tag unit, 155, 149, 154, 
and then the year before that, 146, 172, 155. Again, like Brian said, um, you know, pretty solid, you know, high 150s, low 160s type of unit, maybe a, you know, book type RAM two years ago, and four years ago there was a 172. Um, so definitely quality can slip in and out of there for sure. Um, I don't know personally much about the unit. I've never hunted the unit. Um, the 40-beat uh, Tanaha Altas, last year there were two tags, 133 first-choice applicants, 192nd-choice applicants, uh, 124 non-residents, 323 total applicants. Um, Brian, so simple odds, a 1 and 161. Last year, the quality, they shot a 173 and a 177. Yeah, that's you're going to see some guys right. with max put in for this unit because of those numbers from last year. But that's a in the year before they shot a 176, 155, and the year before that a 173. So definitely quality. Um, yeah. This is right on the Mexican border. Um, definitely quality is here. It's a pretty tough unit from what I've heard to hunt. Yeah, uh, it's but a tough I believe hunt. I believe some max point guys are going to are going to crawl into this unit. So you, you, if you don't have max, you might want to watch out for it. Um, yeah, last year there was only one hunter that put in for 40B Tanahas with max, and it was the same all through all the 40B units. There was only one person with max that put in for him. So it wasn't a big choice last year, but I think that 40B and none Tanahas drew with max. No, nobody drew with Max in any of those units, but I would not be surprised to see somebody draw with Max in that unit next year based on the quality of Rams they killed over the last three years. Yeah. Then you've got the 41 East, the Eagle Tails, um, two tags, uh, 212 first-choice applicants, 229 uh, second-choice applicants, 131 non-residents with 441 total applicants, uh, simple odds, 1 and 220. Last year, there was a 160 and a no harvest. The year before that, a 164, a 148, a 155. The interesting thing about the Eagle Tails is it used to be one of, you know, the premier units in Arizona. It's just been struggling, struggling. Um, you know, obviously, they bumped it last year to two tags, and one of the guys didn't harvest. Um, you know, I don't know. I've been in the unit a little bit. I don't know much about it. 41 West is a two-tag unit, 122 first-choice applicants, 174 second-choice, 129 non-residents, and 296 total applicants for a simple odds of 1 and 148. Last year, they killed a 161 and a 154. Um, two years ago, uh, Clay Goldman of Mogollon Taxidermy and Payson killed that big 178 RAM, and the other RAM was a 155 and the year before that, a 164 and a 148 the year before that. Um, 41 West is the Little Horn Mountains. Actually, there's several different mountain chains there. I've never hunted it personally. Um, definitely is in intriguing because it's close to town. Uh, I don't know much about it. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Uh, I think that last year nobody with Max put in for 41 West, so, I mean, it's definitely something that the max guys are not really focused on. So, I mean, it, if you don't have max, it would be something to consider. Um, uh, the next one is yeah. 42 and 44A East, which uh, next – it was 42 and 44A East, I believe, last year. This year it's – maybe I could be wrong. Let me verify that. But it's 42 and 44A South this year. There's one permit. Last year, there was one permit. It was 129 first-choice applicants, 102 second-choice applicants, 
and eight non-residents putting in for a tag they can't draw. So your rough odds were one out of 223. And last year, um, my friends Dave and Dan Acosta were in there with a friend of theirs, and they killed a 167. This unit's pretty close to town, so it gets a lot of attention um, from those individuals that, are, that live around town. They killed a 165 in uh, 2016. There was a no kill on a 168 in 2015, and then they killed a 172 on a 173 in 2014, I believe it was. Yeah, it's 2014. So, I mean, it has potential, but it's just I'm not sure where it's at as far as stability is concerned because it, it just doesn't seem like they're still killing mid-60s ramps, so I think that's definitely uh, doable, but it's a tough hunt. They killed a 168 in 2013, and then I, that 2013, I believe, was the first or second hunt that it was ever there. So it's um, well, they killed a 172 and a 173 um, in 2014, which I think was the first year that was in yes, 42. You're right. um, this is a unit for me. I haven't spent any time in either of the units, but it is on my intriguing list just because of the past history. I don't know that the trend is going in the right direction, but it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, there was a decent ram in there um, for sure. Um, you know, obviously, how many uh, applicants applied with max points in there, Brian? No, no one? Nobody with max. The first year w the tag was available was in uh, 2013 because that was the year I had my Rocky tag and David Costa had it and killed a book ram in there in 2013. It was a one-tag unit at the time. Okay. So nobody with Max is focused on it. It is closer to town. It's definitely produced some, I would say, pretty solid Rams. Um, you know, mid-60s Ram is a solid Ram um, over the last five years. For sure. Um, the next unit that we're going to talk about is, uh, let's see. 43A. Uh, 43A. 43A, a uh, one-tag unit. It's definitely on my intrigue list. Um, that's definitely. Um, where the auction ram a couple years ago, um, Dan Friedkin uh, harvested that curly ram. Uh, spent quite a bit of time in there. It definitely is an intriguing unit. as a one-tag unit to me. Uh, it definitely makes the intriguing list. Uh, there's some country there that's uh, reservation country that you can't hunt, um, which always in the back of my mind makes it think that you know a bigger ram, older ram could slip through there. Uh, let me look at the stats here on 43A last year. Uh, there one were at 140. Yeah, there were 99 uh, first choice applicants, uh, 65 second choice, 25 non-residents applied for it even though they didn't have a chance. 165 total applicants. If you subtract out that 25, it's a 1 and 140. Uh, last year there was a 149, a 164, a 172, a 165. Um, again, uh, the curly ram, I think he netted over 182 inches, uh, came out of there. Uh, as, a, as a resident uh, with, without max points, I think I have 21 or 22 points. Um, definitely a unit that, that I look at as intriguing on my intriguing list for sure. Uh, let's talk about where we at. 43B. You take, you take it. Okay, I'll take 43B. Uh, 43B is a is a pretty solid unit and it's uh not too far west of the valley it's always had quite a few tags ranging from i think up to and upwards of eight tags it's currently at five tags last year it'll be five tags this year last year there were a, a 
2,004 first choice applicants. So it's no secret uh, there were 587 second choice applicants with 691 non-residents applying. So you had a total of 1,591 applicants, which gives you um, just rough odds of one out of 318. There was one tag that went to max last year. Um, there were only two guys with max that put in for it. It's usually a Usually you'll see maybe one tag every other year that goes in the max to um, this unit. Last year was a 167, 121, 155, 147, and 167. In 2016, there was a 152, 161, 157, 169, 156, 145, and 147. 2015, you saw a 175, 158, 158, 166, 179. 107 and 156 and then 2014 you had a 161 153 159 160 162 164 159 and then uh 2013 it was a 155 155 158 167 144 161 so in general the consensus on this unit in my opinion is it's a solid unit with a lot of tags, but a lot of people are putting in for it. But reasonably, you can expect to harvest a ram, I would say, a mid, you know, a 60s-type ram, so give or take a little bit. It all depends on how will, hard you're willing to work and what you're willing to pass because you will see a lot of sheep in this unit, but if you don't, if you're not willing to look over a bunch and pass some of the smaller rams, you may not be able to drum up the bigger ones. So you've got to spend some time in this unit, but it definitely can produce a good one. Ryan, why don't you take the next unit as well? All right, the next unit is 44A East. Uh, it's a two-tag unit. Last year you had 132 first-choice applicants, 206 second-choice, 122 non-residents. So your total applicants were 338. Nobody with Max drew it. There was one person with Max that put in for it. Uh, last year they killed a 166 and a 172. In 2016 it was a one-tag unit, so they killed a 161. It was also a one-tag unit in 15, and they killed a 149. Same in 14 was a 156, 13, 159, and then 12 was 165. So, I mean, based on the numbers you're looking at, somewhere mid-155 to 160 type RAM is kind of what the, seems to be the norm, but last year they had a good year. Um, so you may see an extra max guy or so you know, poke into that. Um, I'll take the next one, too, just because it's not on the chart because it wasn't there. Um, last year, there was not a hunt in 44A West. There is a hunt in going to be there for 2018. It's one tag that will be available. Um, I don't have the draw breakdown for it, but I do know that in 2016, you, there was a 161 killed, um, 2015, 151, 2014, 172, 2013, 169, and a 173 in 2012. So it's back. It's one of those extra tags. Probably going to have, uh, I would say, solid potential in there to shoot a 60s-type ram. And it looks like you could jump something better up. Um, you got anything else on 44A West? Yeah, I mean, the 44A West is definitely on my hit list, definitely on my in inquiry, you know, or I'm definitely curious about it. Um, definitely with... You know, 
taking away the tag last year means that very low sheep numbers. I'm talking to the game of fish, very, very low sheep numbers in there. But like I've said before, you, you know, there, there I think is a potential for, they've killed some 170 rams in the unit. Um, some sheep cross back and forth there. I know some sheep come from 16A across Bill Williams River. Um, definitely on my radar, 44A West, I think it would be a tough hunt because of low density. Um, but if you're a guy that's, you know, wants a one tag unit and wants to swing for a fence, it would not surprise me if there's a 170 Ram uh, in 44A West. Definitely, definitely needs to be on guys' radar. Um, I'll take the next unit, Brian. 44B North, um, three tags. Uh, there were three tags in there last year. I was fortunate to guide in that unit, uh, and uh, my client, uh, Dave, uh, was able to harvest a great ram. Uh, the, the, the fun thing about the hunt last year is the, uh, one of the other hunters, George Richardson, uh, Corky's, Corky Richardson's dad, um, was fortunate to camp next to those guys and just kind of had a ball um, watching their family hunt and what have you. 44B North uh, is kind of dear to my heart in 2009. That's the first place where I went uh, bighorn sheep hunting uh, with Glenn Hall, and, and he harvested a phenomenal ram, and I've guided in there several years and you know it, at, at one time it was probably one of the best units in the state of Arizona um, you know they hammered the tags in there pretty good uh, in 2016 there were four tags 15 there were four tags um, and I believe they've taken a lot of the cream off the top there are still a couple decent rams in there for sure one one pretty good ram uh, last year there were 664 first choice applicants uh, 460 second choice applicants, 313 non-residents applied for a total applic applicants of 1,124. So in simple odds, it's a 1 in 374. Now keep in mind that one of those tag holders last year out of the three uh, put in with max points and obviously drew that. Uh, last year the harvest was a 171, a 171, and a 174. Um, which was my client's ram the year before that. It was 150, 154, 166, and a 169. The year before that, a 154, 154, 162, 169, um, and uh, 180 and a 164. The year before that, uh, Avery Elms killed that 164, a 12-year-old girl. And then the year before that, 174, 171, 164, 169, um, it's, they've transplanted a bunch of sheep out of that unit. Um, the numbers are not near what they were, um, but still definitely should be on people's radar and, and uh, list uh, for it. It's kind of a country club hunt. There's a lot of access. There's not very much remote country. Um, there's quite a few sheep. It's good glassing. Um, it's right off I-10, I um, pretty close to Quartzsite, and uh, just a really neat, fun hunt. Um, 44B South, the unit south of it is the New Water Mountains. Uh, there's two tags, 478 first choice applicants last year, 314 second choice applicants, 507 non-residents for a total of 792 applicants. So that's, you know, 792 total applicants, 507 of those were non-residents. So it got flooded by non-residents. Simple odds, a one in 396. Last year, one out of the two tag holders was had max points. Um, they killed a 165 and a 169. 
170, 178 in 2016, a no kill in a 174 in 15, and a 175 uh, there in 2014. It would not surprise me at all if 44B South, if another, uh, you know, probably one uh, max point holder applied for that unit, um, you know, definitely the New Waters, the 44B South used to be one of the better units in the state of Arizona. Um, I'm glad to see it kind of trending back. Um, they didn't do as well last year as they did uh, two years ago, um, but definitely still, you know, a, a good unit for sure. Yeah, last year there were five applicants with max points that put in for 44B South, and I don't think we mentioned it, but 44B North had one tag go in the max, and there were eight applicants that applied. I would anticipate at least Both one tag from North going in the max and one from South going in the max at least. I agree with you. I, I, I was surprised that only um, one person drew in the max in North uh, and one person in the South. It would not surprise me if both tags or excuse me, you know, two out of three or potentially even three out of three in north and potentially, you know, one out of two, if not two out of two, go in the max pool for south. It's gotten a lot of publicity and it's, you know, pretty pretty good access and pretty pretty good hunting. So, you know, be careful if you don't have max applying in there. Uh, next is 45A, which is the COFAs. There are four tags in there. Last year, there's going to be four tags again in there this year. Um, 677 first choice applicants, 598 second choice, 735 non-residents. So a big push from non-residents to uh, try and draw one. while well, they have access to two of those tags. So, I mean, they're uh, really flooding that unit. Your draw odds are basically 1 in 318. Last year they killed a 117, a 167, a 155, and a 91. Um, 2016 a 162, a 144, and a 174. 2015 was a 161, 156, and 151. 2014 was a one-tag unit, 163. 2013 one-tag, 146. And 2012 was a 150. You know, this is a unit that back when I had my tag in 97, they killed a 180 ram out of there, and they were, you know, was known for, the Kofas, which 45A, B, and C, were known for producing big rams, and it, they just had some predator issues and some issues trying to keep those rams alive. I don't know that the 117 and the 91 are indicative of what's in 45A, um, because it can be a more of a difficult hunt, but I do think the potential to kill a good ram is is definitely there. Uh, 100 did kill a 167 last year, and the year before that they killed a 174. So I, I think you can reasonably expect to kill a 155 to 160 type sheep, and if you're willing to get after it and work harder, I wouldn't be surprised if you were able to, to find a ram that was 165 plus. Yeah, and Def Brian, I might add here, um, you had sent me the Bighorn uh, survey data from last year. They actually surveyed the, the unit um, in 2017, they surveyed 65 rams, 88 ewes, 22 lambs, 18 yearlings, and two unclassified um, for a total of 195 sheep, um, which is which is dang good. And if you look at, um, they surveyed it the year before. If, if I'm just talking about rams, last so last year they surveyed. Uh, Let's see, 74 rams, the year before that, 61 rams, the year before that, 58 rams, and 56 rams. So 
So I definitely see trending up here in 45A according to the Game and Fishes aerial surveys. Um, so that's, it's great to see. And that's where you shot your personal ram when you were, what, 12 or 13? I was, I was actually in 45C, so we're not quite there yet. Okay. 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 Sounds good. Let's keep going on 45B then. 45B, um, last year had two tags. You're going to see a, a one tag increase this year, so it'll put it at three tags. Last year you had 289 first choice applicants, 390 second choice. You had a 477 non-residents bringing you up to 679 total applicants, but a lot of those are non-residents. So um, your just general odds, 679 divided by 2 is going to be 1 in 339. But next year, it's going to be three tags. So you'll probably see somewhat of a tag increase, but I bet your draw odds get a lot better, um, yeah. more like a 1 in 250 type deal for next year. Nobody with Max drew the tag last year. Nobody with Max put in for the tag last year. You saw a 153 and a 159 get killed. In 2015, there was one tag. It was a 165. 2014, there were two tags, 155, 135. 2013 was a 138, and 2012 was a 157. Actually, uh, 2012 was a 159. So I think the sheep are doing better, is my understanding, in 45A, B, and C. Um, I think the potential to kill a good ram is there. I think you can expect to reasonably kill a 155 to 160, but I do think that you could drum out a 165-plus type sheep uh, with some work. Uh, the odds are not too terrible. You're going to see two tags available for non-residents next year only because it's going up to a three-tag unit. So, I mean, definitely something to consider if you don't have max. Uh, it's something. It's a unit that I'm intrigued by as far as for putting in my family and things of that nature. But it's something to definitely look at. The southern end of the yeah. Kofas, which is the Castle Domes, is going to be 45C. Did you have something to add, Jay? Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, it's going to be the Castle Domes, which is 45C. You, you're going to see a 100% tag increase in this unit. It's going from two tags last year, and it'll be four tags this year, which is big. That's that's a big uh, a big tag jump. Last year, there was 169 first-choice applicants, 213 second-choice applicants, with a total of 176 non-residents putting in. So your odds last year were 2 out of 382. So, oh, I'm sorry, 382. So it was uh, 1 in 191. Those odds are probably going to get better this year um, based on the fact that they're doubling the tags. I'm sure more people will apply, but last year they killed a 161 and 156. In 2016, they killed a 171 and a 149. That 171 actually netted at 173. That was Tim Melton's ram. It was a stud of a sheep. In 2015, it was a 154. 2014, 157. And 2013, 155. 2012 was the last time it was a multi-tag unit where they held 158, 165, and 119. The genetics are there in, in the Kofas. Uh, it's just a matter of they had some real hard predator issues down there, and I think the sheep are starting to sh come back up. I would not be surprised to see a 170 ram killed out of either one of those three units, 45A, B, or C. So it's definitely something Great to, to look at. Great to see the Kofas coming back, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's good. It's, I mean, it's just it's good to see units that took a die-off coming back. I mean, that's, that's yeah. important that's to all story. of what we got going yeah. on. Yeah. 
I think they've um, done a good job of getting the Lions wiped up um, out of there, and, and hopefully the Kofa can, you know, come back, and it looks like it dang sure is trending that way. Um, the next one is, go ahead. No, you're good. 46A East. Um, that's uh, east of Growler Wash, the Cabeza Prieta National Wildlife Refuge. There's um, two tags. Uh, and if you look at uh, 46A East last year, there were two tags, 300 first choice applicants, 265 second choice, 395 non-residents of 565 total uh, applicants in simple odds of 1 and 282. They killed a 168 and a 158 the year before that, a 173 and a 171, 168 and a 160, and a 171 and a 140 in 2014. Um, I don't know anything about uh, 46A East uh, or West, uh, but Brian, you can uh, add to it if you do. Uh, 46A East, I know last year one of the hunters shot a, a pretty solid mature ram and lost it. So that's kind of a bummer deal there. I don't know if the ram survived or if he didn't survive, but it was definitely a mature uh, a mature ram that got wounded. So that's something that I would consider if I was putting in for it. I do know people, I know guys that had the tag in 2016 and guys that had the tag in 2014. They had good hunts, and they've killed some good rams in there. I believe... A East, 46A East and 46A West are starting to trend a little bit on the downward slide. Um, so I would just be cautious of that. You're going to deal with a lot of illegal immigration traffic in uh, those units. And, I mean, to the point where it's noted in the Game and Fish regulations. And it's definitely a rugged place to go. Um, so just if you're not in good shape, don't even apply there, in my opinion. There was... Let's see, with Max, there was two people that applied with Max in there last year. Nobody drew the tag. Go ahead and bump into 46B uh, uh, East and West. We're going to do 46A West first. And then uh, 46A West last year had two tags. It is going down to one tag this year, so you're going to see a tag decrease. Last year there were so 195. non-resident do not apply for this hunt. Correct. Non-residents do not apply for 46A West. Do not. Um, there are there was 195 first choice applicants, 314 second choice applicants. There were 367 non-residents. So your total applicants were 509, with your odds basically one in 254. But it's going to get worse because there's only one tag. Um, last year they killed a 170 and a 164. In 2016 it was a um, yeah 2016 was a 176 and a 167. 2015, 151, 154. I I think the units were all just 46A going back Correct. before that, so I don't have any data prior to that. Um, I would, if you're a non-resident, don't apply. Um, I Because last year there were 367 non-residents that did apply, and if someone just gets in the mode of applying for the same units, they're going to make a mistake. Um, I do think the general trend is going downhill. I think that's why the Game of Fish has cut a, tr cut a tag out of there. Definitely very remote, very rugged. You may have some illegal immigration traffic issues, so be aware of that. The only thing I would add is even though it's trending down, it's always a unit that can produce a big ram and historically always has. So, you know, definitely the trend, you know, is losing a tag, but it still has a chance that if you draw it and you really pound it out, you could probably shoot a book ram, in my opinion. Yep. Um, 
let's jump over to the Cabeza Prieta. I'll let you just run with it. Okay, 46B East last year had four tags. Um, it's going down to a one-tag unit this year, so it's dropping by three tags. So non-residents do not apply. Um, there were 317 first-choice applicants last year with 336 second-choice applicants. You had 237 non-residents. Um, your draw odds are not even going to be close to the same because we're losing all those tags, but it was 1 in 163 last year. This is a tough remote unit. I've been in this unit in 2014 when it was all combined as 46B. It's it's rugged. It's remote. There's basically zero road access, and it's, you're going to work your tail off to kill a good ram. Last year they killed a 141, a 122, a 157, and a 153. Um, in 2016 it was a 156, 152, 158, and a 171. In 2015, you had a 165, a 151, a 152, and a 152. And then in 2015, it was combined with 46B as one unit, so I don't have any data back then. I'm gonna nobody with Max put in for either of the 46B East or 46B West. But again, 46B East is going to one tag. If you're a non-resident, do not apply. And if you're not in good shape, do not apply. 46B West is the west side of the 46B unit. Um, it's a solid unit. Last year there were four tags. They bumped it up to five tags this year. There's 172 first-choice applicants, 291 second-choice applicants. You had a total of 267 non-residents. Um, your draw odds last year were pretty good draw odds for a unit that can produce a solid ram. It was 1 in 115 and might get a little better than that. You might see it dip into under 1 in 100. Um, last year they killed a 170, a 155, a 136, and a 165. I had a friend that was down there. They killed that 165 um, and they worked pretty hard for it. In 2016 there was a 134, a 155, a 151, and a 164. 2015, you saw 172, 159, 145, 154. In 2015, it was combined as one unit, and there was well, that was when I was down there. It was in 20, I think it was 2015 or 2014. I was down there with Matt Cullip, and we killed a 176. So I mean, uh, it was definitely 2014. I'm sorry. So I mean, it, it's a unit that seems to almost always produce a book ram but you are going to work for it. It is definitely a unit that you have to hike three to four miles to get to the base of some of the mountain ranges. You're not going to see very many sheep. You are definitely going to deal with uh, illegal immigration traffic and border patrol issues. So if you're not in good shape, don't apply. Um, if you're in good shape and you're willing to work for a good ram, it's a unit that I think you can kill a book ram in. I think that wraps us up for all of the desert sheep units, Jay. It definitely wraps us up for the desert sheep units. And then we're talking about, uh, I believe we have 16 rocky uh, tags uh, coming up. And um, why, don't we, why don't we kind of breeze through the Rockies a little bit, Brian? Obviously, you shot your ram in 6A. 6A is combined with uh, Unit 22. They broke it into two hunts, which is going to be the same this year. Uh, last year, the first hunt, there was... 1,019 applicants, 516 uh, second-choice applicants, 291 uh, non-residents, 1,535 total. 
uh, applications for that first hunt, uh, basically simple odds of 1 and 767. Uh, both tags, uh, actually all four tags in 6A went to uh, max point holders, and I don't see that changing. Uh, they've shot great quality uh, on both hunts, you know, from 167 to 180 inch type sheep. Um, the, the quality is there in 6A. Most of the rams get harvested in 6A. Every once in a while someone shoots one in 22. I think if someone spent a little more time in 22, they could probably muck out a couple good rams. Um, Brian, I don't see that changing at all. Uh, max point holders uh, should draw both of those tags. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Remember, there's only 16 rocky tags in the state of Arizona, and due to the fact it's not a separate draw, um, you're competing against the same max pool occupants. So last year there were seven tags that went in the max. Uh, both the 6A tags, both are all four 6A tags for both hunts, I fully believe will go to max point holders without a doubt in my belief. Um, yeah, me too. So if you, have, if you don't have max and you're looking for a Rocky in Arizona, I w would encourage you highly not to apply for those units. Um, the one unit that I think out of the Rocky units that is potentially intriguing with a change uh, with one tag increase for this year is going to be the Black River Hunt Area Unit 1 and 27. That unit now having two tags, I believe they may have combined the lower blue tag with that to cover 27, but I, I haven't looked at the specific boundaries. But having two tags in there, last year that tag went to max applicants. Having two tags in there, it may not go to max applicants this year. Um, but it's just hard to tell. There were 256 first-choice applicants, 107 second-choice. You had eight non-residents who put in for a tag they couldn't draw. So your odds were 1 in 355 last year. They killed a 164-inch ram in there. The year before that, which was 2016, they killed a 190, which is obviously why the tag went to max in 2017. That's not indicative of what's all in there. There could be another giant in there like that, but uh, I know that 190 ram was a younger ram with just giant genetics. Everything about him was huge. And they killed a 175 in 2015. So that is a unit that I might look at if I didn't have max points and was thinking that I might be able to slip in there under the radar. The I'm going to jump to the 23-24A Rocky Tag. It went to max last year. You saw 158 first-choice applicants, 141 second-choice applicants, two non-residents, so your odds were roughly 1 in 297. Again, it went to max. I assume it's going to go to max probably this year again because they killed a 181-inch ram in there last year, which is a, a darn good ram um, to be killed out of that unit. Last year, there were two guys with max that put in for the unit, so it's a potential that it doesn't go to someone with max, but... Uh, it wouldn't surprise me based on the fact of the size of the ram they killed last year. The sure. lower a lot blue of times those guys chase those, you know, when they shoot a good ram, like the, the, the max point holders blood in there. Right, right. And they killed a 181 last year, but the year before that in 2016, they killed a 138, but I don't think that's indicative at all of what's in the unit. And then in uh, 2015, they killed a 170, which was the first year the hunt was offered. So, I mean, I, I think it's a 170-type sheep hunt and there may be another giant in there. I don't know. Um, I've never personally been in there looking at those sheep. 
The 27 lower blue hunt is no longer offered for 2018. It may be combined with that one and 27 hunt. It would not be. It wouldn't surprise me not to read through the notes on that one. So that one's not offered. I'm not even going to go into that. Um, it did go to max last year, but doesn't matter at this point. So then you have the 27 upper blue hunts. There's two of them. Um, they're split into three-week hunts. Last year there were two tags on both hunts. Um, the hunts, neither one of the these tags, none of the four tags went to individuals with max points. There were some guys with max that put in two for the first hunt, one for the second hunt. Uh, your first hunt odds were 296 first-choice applicants, 292nd-choice applicants, 139 non-residents. So you had... 586 total applicants, and so your odds for that hunt are 1 in 293. They killed a 174 and a 179 last year. The year before that, which was 2016, was a 164 and 174. And then um, in 2015, it was all combined. So there were four tags, and it was 168, 155, 153, 179, and 167. So again, it's a 170-type a Rocky Mountain Bighorn Sheep hunt. That's the first hunt. The second hunt, which is offered again, two tags, 224 first-choice applicants, 366 second-choice, 126 non-residents. Your draws, again, uh, for the second hunt are actually worse than the draws for the first hunt, um, which is just kind of interesting if you think about it because, you know, I always thought that you put in for the second hunt because people wouldn't, wouldn't likely apply for it, but obviously that's yeah. not the case. So, I mean, your draw is here, 1 and 295. Last year was the first year it was split, and they killed a 168 and a 181. So, again, solid potential. Um, 27 South, 28 North. Unit has five tag. Well, it's split into two hunts. You have three tags on the first hunt, two tags on the second hunt. Um, a lot of people put in for these units to get drawn just because it's it's – generally just the most tags it's a good sheep hunt a lot of quality uh it hasn't always been split but uh the first hunt had 623 first choice applicants 497 second choice applicants and 353 non-residents so your draw draws you had 1120 total applicants your draws were one in 373 killed some good rams last year um 170, 160, and a 186, which was a a beast killed by Sam Derringer and his crew over there. Um, 2016 was a 162, 174, 171, 167, and 162. This is a 170 to 175 type sheep hunt, and every couple years they kill a ram that goes over 180, it seems like. The second hunt for the lower blue had 288 first choice applicants, 730, 713 second choice applicants, 273 non-residents. So your draws, there's 1,001 applicants, so your draws were basically one in 500. Last year they killed a 164 and a 174 out of there. Um, three guys with max put in for that hunt. Usually one tag from that 27 South, 28 North, at least one tag goes to someone with max. I'm actually surprised that it did not last year. But um, Rocky Tag is pretty darn tough to draw in Arizona, pretty darn tough to draw anywhere just because there's not very many of them. So good luck in picking the winner on that one. It's just a tough thing to do. Yeah, Rockies are tough all, all the way around. 
Um, for sure. Well, <clears throat> Brian, do you have any concluding thoughts or anything you want, want to add to tell the listeners? Uh, don't apply for one-tag units if you're a non-resident. If you're a resident or someone who doesn't have max points, probably should stay away from the 22, 24 hunts for sure. And then uh, try and find somewhere that's... Uh, that you can draw a tag where the max guys are not applying. I mean, all the data that we're providing you and the things that we're going off of is all public information that we, you know, most of it's available on Game and Fish's website. So if you're interested in numbers like we are, you can definitely get into it and look at them and try and make the most of your choices because it it may not matter, but, I mean, I think it matters, and it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. This is coming from a guy that's already killed his desert and already killed his Rocky, and you're just as fired up about pounding through the odds as anybody else. I love it. Um, I, I, I was telling you last night, I was super impressed with the um, Go Hunt Insider. Obviously, they're the sponsor of this podcast. Um, but I think it's the best uh, application strategy uh, article um, that I've seen from them for, for deer, uh, sheep, and buffalo. Uh, and they've done an extensive job as well and, and um, on the sheep and breaking down the units, breaking down a lot of the numbers we just talked about, um, but they also simplify it and, and put it kind of in layman's terms. And I want to thank Go Hunt Insider for their sponsorship of this podcast, and I want to remind you guys that if you're not a Go Hunt Insider member, you can use the J. Scott promo code when you're signing up, and you can get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card just for signing up. And I want to thank them for their sponsorship. Also, Kuyu, that's K-U-I-U dot com, uh, Kuyu Ultralight Hunting for their sponsorship of this podcast. They make the best ultralight hunting uh, gear on the market today. Uh, I'm going to be uh, decked out in full Kuyu gear as I am on all my hunts, but on these doll sheep hunts coming up. Uh, I want to thank Phonescope.com. If you use the JScott16 promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount. And the Outdoorsman, the Optics Authority, if you use the JScott promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount there at the Outdoorsman's. Uh, Outdoorsman's.com or 1-800-291-8065. Just use my name and they'll give you a 10% discount. Um, Brian, thanks a lot for pounding through these numbers and going through all of this. Um, uh, I want to give uh, listeners a chance if they want to get a hold of you and talk to you uh, how they can, uh, if if you will. Yeah, feel free to send me an email. It's brian.rimza at hotmail.com. And Brian is B-R-I-A-N. And my last name is R-I-M-S-Z-A. Feel free to send me an email, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I'm pretty good at that. And uh, if anybody out there listens to the podcast and uh, you think it helps and you get drawn, shoot us a message because we always like to hear the success stories and send us pictures for sure. Absolutely. Well, buddy, um, thanks. Uh, pretty dry there in Arizona right now, isn't it? I'm up in Colorado, but I, I hear about it every day from Dar and you and some of the other guys. It is very dry. I'm I'm thankful that I don't have an elk tag this year, I think. But uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll get some rain and uh, it'll things will get better. But it's definitely dry right now. They're pretty much shutting down the forest everywhere just to try and prevent any forest fire outbreaks so hopefully we get some rain right on buddy and again if anybody wants to get a hold of me you can email me at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com i always appreciate the listener support and uh, again like brian i will try if you've got a question that i don't know the answer to i'll try and get the answer for you 
try and respond as quickly as possible. I appreciate all the support. Uh, also, if you want to follow along on my Instagram, jscottoutdoors on my Instagram, I would appreciate that. And uh, yeah, buddy, um, looking forward to a fall. Uh, hopefully, we get some monsoon rains and um, you know, kind of turn this thing around. And uh, uh, yeah. It's always uh, great moving into the summer season, and I'm looking forward to you know getting my button gear for these uh, doll sheep hunts. And so, uh, thanks all, as always for your time, Brian. Uh, you're always a great resource. Thanks, Dave. It was a good chat with you. All right, buddy. Take care. God bless. All right, later.